0: Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. And behold, the star went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were overjoyed, And on coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Good morning, Lakeview. Merry Christmas. We're so glad you're all able to celebrate at home with your family today. But we hope that you'll sing along with our videos that we've made for you of some special Christmas songs. Let's celebrate the birth of our amazing Savior together. was here at last God was coming to help his people just as he promised in the beginning but how would he come? what would he be like? what would he do? mountains would bow down seas would roar trees would clap out of their hands but the earth held its breath as silent as snow falling. he came in and when no one was looking, in the darkness he came. There was a young girl that was engaged to a man named Joseph. Joseph was a great. 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 Grandson of King David. One morning this girl was writing her own business. When suddenly a great warrior of light appeared. Right there in her bedroom. He was Gabriel, and he was an angel, a special messenger from heaven. When she saw the tall, shining man standing there, Mary was frightened. You don't need to be scared. Gabriel said, God is very happy with you. Mary looked around to see if perhaps he was talking to someone else. Mary, Gabriel sat and laughed with such gladness that Mary's eyes filled with sudden tears. Matt, you are going to have a little baby, a little boy. You will call him Jesus. He's God's only son. He's the one he's the rescuer. The God who flung planets into space and kept them rolling around and around. The God who made the universe with just a word. The one who could do anything at all was making himself small and coming down as a baby. Wait. God was sending a baby to rescue the world. That's too wonderful, Mary said. And felt her heart beating hard. How can be true. Is anything too wonderful for God? Gabriel asked. I think no. Do you know why? Because God made it happen. So Mary trusted more in God than her eyes could see. So she believed. I'm God's servant. She said. Whatever God says, I'll do. Sure enough, it was just how the angel had said. Nine months later, Mary was almost ready to have her baby. Now Mary and Joseph had to take a trip to Bethlehem. The town King David was from. But when they reached the little town, they found every room was full. Every bed was taken. Go away! The innkeepers told them. Is there isn't any place for, for you. We will! Really? soon mary's baby would come they couldn't find anywhere except an old tumble down stable so they stayed with the cows and the donkeys and the horses stayed and there in the stable amongst the chickens and the donkeys and the cows in the quiet of the night god gave the world a wonderful gift the baby that would change the world was born Mary and Joseph wrapped him up to keep him warm. They made a soft bed of straw and used the animal's feeding trough as his cradle. And they gazed in wonder at God's great gift, wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Mary and Joseph named him Jesus, Emmanuel, which means God has come to live with us. Because of course he has.
1: Hey, good morning, church, and Merry Christmas to you. I am uh, so grateful that we have just a few moments to connect together this morning this way. Uh, and I know many of you have long standing Christmas morning traditions, so I do want to start out by just saying thank you. Uh, for making the space and weaving us into your morning celebration. And if you're here tuning in for the first time, special welcome to you. I'm so glad you're here with us, and I want to invite you to join us in person next Sunday for the first day of the new year. I expect some of you have been awake for several hours already. I definitely remember those days when the kids would come in the room and grab us out of bed at the crack of dawn, just exploding with expectation. I hope you cherish those days. Uh, For us, Christmas morning gets off to more of a mid-morning start after a couple of cups of coffee, and that's not such a bad thing. Uh, No complaints on my end. But um, I thought we would just take a few moments and focus in on what Christmas is all about. That it is about the greatest gift of all, Jesus. It's about Jesus, nothing more, nothing less, and nothing else. God incarnate, was born into this broken world to be our Savior. Let's just read about it. And in, in Luke chapter 1, it says this, In those days... A decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. And Joseph went from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. You know, from a human point of view, Jesus' birth, it reads like an absolute disaster, doesn't it? You know, this is not the way anyone wants their birth plans to play out. It's, it's actually, isn't it hard to imagine that things could have gone any worse than the way it did for, for Joseph and Mary? I mean, think about it. They are away on this road trip, not by choice. They had no choice but to register for this Roman census. And, and that's what brought them to this little town of Bethlehem. And that little town was overrun with a lot of people. They're all there for the same reason, and because of that, there was no room to be found. Not even for a woman in labor about to give birth. It's actually downright heartbreaking. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. You know there's nothing cute about that. In earthly terms, it's, it's a disaster. And maybe if, uh, some of us can relate to feeling that way when it comes to Christmas. Maybe uh, when we set the ideal of what we're told Christmas is supposed to look like and we set that up alongside the reality of how things are actually playing out in the season of life that you're in, sometimes it just doesn't seem to add up. Sometimes it's, it's hard to reconcile the reality of the way things are against the way they're supposed to be. And I think, isn't that a part of the reason why the holidays, for many people, it's a very hard season. The bar of expectation, it gets set impossibly high. And sometimes it just seems to shine the spotlight on everything that's not happening for me in my life. And it sure looks, as I look around, it appears to be happening for every other person on the planet. You know, maybe this is a good time to just remember that behind every perfectly curated Christmas photo that you're going to scroll through on your social media feed today, you know, with the matching Christmas sweaters and striking that perfect pose and everyone smiling and it appears as if they're simply having a wonderful Christmas time, right? But make no mistake, there is a degree of emptiness, there is a degree of disappointment, and there is a longing hidden behind every snapshot, every smile. It's because your news feed, it's a highlight reel. And there's nothing wrong with that. I I hope you post your pictures. Uh, We probably will as well, and I love seeing them. And you'll get the thumbs up from me. But let's just keep in mind, the highlight reel never tells the full story. It never paints the whole picture. And we tend to to see the highlight reel of even the nativity scene, right? Like we sometimes view it as some kind of precious moments postcard. But I highly doubt Mary would ever describe it that way. See, the only thing the angel told her Back when he announced to her about this whole thing that was going to happen, he told her she was going to conceive and give birth to the Son of God. He didn't mention anything about traveling to Bethlehem or lying her newborn in a manger. A manger is the pail that the animals feed out of. That was not what she was expecting. And it had to be disorienting to say the least, but this is Christmas. This is the real Christmas, and, and, and so let's just keep on looking at this story. Let's look at the next scene and see what else is going on. We keep on reading. The next scene says this, And in the same region there were shepherds out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear." And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Uh, The contrast between these two scenes is unmistakable. right? This child of destiny is born, but in Bethlehem, it's a non-event. No one even notices. But just off in the distance, around the corner, a stone throw away, the scene is completely different. These shepherds are out in the field. They're they're doing what shepherds do. You know, shepherds in that day weren't the most important people, and shepherding isn't what you would call the most interesting work, right? They're they're watching over the flocks of sheep by night. That isn't anyone's dream job. But as they're doing that, the night sky just explodes. And they're treated to the most spectacular birth announcement that's ever been given. For this, for this moment in time, the veil kind of gets lifted. And these ordinary shepherds get this extraordinary peek into the very real unseen spiritual dimension. These realities that are all around us all the time but normally they just lie out of view, out of sight. This angel of the Lord appears and it says the glory of the Lord, that's, that's just the intense reality of the absolute holiness and the otherness and the pure greatness of God, it just comes pouring down. It permeates the atmosphere. The shepherds are terrified until they hear the angel's announcement He tells them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. The angel appeared to tell these shepherds about the birth of someone special, someone they needed to know about. And what the angel tells them is the essence of what Christmas is all about. So what we see here is that Christmas is not about the how, it's about the who. Because the angel doesn't make any mention of this road trip or the lack of space in the inn, right? The the critical detail he wants them to know is that a Savior has been born. That's what mattered to them, and it's what matters to us. It's what Christmas is all about, that someone who is more than a teacher more than a prophet, more than a moral example, has been born into this world. His name is Jesus. God incarnate, was born as the Savior to rescue and redeem and restore. And included in this announcement is who the Savior has been born for. All the people, is what the angel tells them. Good news of great joy that will be for all the people You know, that's a pretty comprehensive category. It means this Savior wasn't born for some. He was born for all. He didn't just come for the select few, just for those who had the right pedigree or who had a good enough resume or for those who have their acts all together. He came for all the people, even even for the shepherds, for those who in that day were seen as outcasts of society. And all the people includes, and it extends to people like you and like me. And that means that regardless of who you are, regardless of what you've done, or if you think your life is just too broken, or you've messed up too many times, or you've run too far away from God, and you are sure there is no way back, God sent the Savior, and he was born for you. That's what makes it good news of great joy. And it's what Christmas is all about, that you are not beyond his reach. I hope you hear that. I hope that good news of great joy is echoing through your ears today and tomorrow and every day. Christmas, it's not about the how. See, it doesn't matter how perfect your holiday plans play out. It's about the who. It's about the Savior who came, God's ultimate gift, who was born for you. You know, there's times when I get the privilege of officiating a a wedding, and and I spend time with the couple, and we work through the details, and we go through premarital preparation, and I've found that one of the most important things we can talk through and clarify is success. Defining success. What constitutes a successful wedding day? And in the process of doing that, we also clarify what success isn't. So a successful wedding day is not dependent on having good weather. Uh, It's not dependent on the party arriving on time. It's not dependent on the band starting that song for the first dance at the proper moment. None of that. None of the myriad of details working out according to plan have anything to do with whether that day is a failure Or a success. All those things are nice, but they're all secondary to the one primary thing. Success is accomplished on the other side of I do. It happens when two become one, when a man and a woman make these lifelong vows to each other before their loved ones in the sight of God. And on the other side of those promises and that ceremony, they become husband and wife. Regardless of how anything else goes, that's success. That's what it's all about. And just like that, Christmas is about one thing. It's about the birth of a savior. That's what makes Christmas a success. Everything else has to be a distant second. You know, I love how the angel, he gives these shepherds instructions on where they can find this newborn savior. He says, this will be the sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. In other words, he's not going to be hard for you guys to locate. He's the only baby you're going to come across who's in a manger. And so the shepherds set out, they go to find him. And it says they find Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. And when they get there, they share their story. They tell all about what happened out there in the fields and the angel and and what led them there to that manger. And then it says this, all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary, it says, treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. I can't help but wonder if maybe Mary needed to hear the shepherd's story. It says she treasured it. That's what mattered to her. That was her take home. Not the how, not all the ways that this birth didn't go according to expectations. She she treasured in her heart the who. Their story reinforced this incredible reality that her child was the Savior, God's greatest gift. So let's join Mary today and treasure him, the Savior who came for us on Christmas. Let's let everything else fall into a distant second tier against that one great reality. And may the gifts that we give and the ones we get today, let them remind us and point us to the incredible gift God gave when he sent Jesus. Christmas is about him. Nothing more, nothing less, and nothing else. Have a blessed Christmas. I look forward to seeing you next week.